Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 11 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. I'm going to save that for later in the show. I won't bag on you yet, Lud. And listen, I have I made a commitment to do it. So just so you know, okay. And Miles is Miles. You've committed with me, haven't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, listen. Let's jump into this news before we get to bag on Ludwig. Trump gets his own stage. Miles Bauer, I know you are our resident Trump publican. So this past week, did you watch? Did you watch the the uh, <laughs> the DeSantis versus Nikki debate, or did you watch Trump? On Fox News. No, of course I watched uh, Bad Orange Man on Fox News. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, all jokes aside, I didn't watch either. The, right before we went into show, Ludwig was making fun of me because I was literally watching old reruns on TV instead of either. And you know, I go back and I, I look for the highlights, listen to what people say about it. But as far as me sitting there for two hours... It, to me, it's a it's a monster-sized nothing burger. Having said that, and then Lud, I'll give you a moment to pick on me, but I've heard a lot of folks that are not necessarily Trumper, Trumpsters say that he really did an an, an outstanding job at fielding questions. And he I did. Would, and I would tell you, I think one of the areas that he really is profoundly strong in is when he's taking questions from a town hall-style meeting from regular people. Mm-hmm. I think he hates the media. I don't blame him. I think they've caused that relationship to be where it's at. Um, but if 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 you compare him in a moderated debate, then compare compare that to him handling town hall questions from regular folks, I really do. I think he pounds a home run every time he does that. So what? when I, when I I watched the Trump thing and in commercials, I flipped to the debate, and then after the Trump was done, because it was only an hour, I switched over to the debate for a little bit. Uh, here's here's what I thought about the Trump thing. So Trump in the very first half was great. I thought he did really well. No real name calling, being very presidential, but still Trump. Yep. It didn't feel forced or faked. Then there was a few town hall people that answered the, asked questions, and they were consistently, uh, "We're going to caucus for Trump." We're gonna, all of a sudden, it felt like he was in a room that was Trump friendly. Right. And he started with the China virus and the the sanctimonious and the other names. And I'm like, man, I don't really care for that. I know a lot of Trumpers like that stuff. Oh, come on, Lud. But <laughs> he, Lud, he Lud, turned into the freestyle you're, Trump. And you're I was like, a, oh, man, you're why a you stay squishy that cruiser from way back. <laughs> but it, he was just doing uh, so good. So, and then he went to. So, folks, what you don't see is what you can't see. You get, picture this. Miles calls in from Chicago, Illinois. Lud is sitting in the studio. So when Miles calls him a squishy cruiser, you got to see the expression on his face. He breaks into a big, broad smile. Because <laughs> there's sorry, truth to that. that. I is. just had to tell the folks what I was witnessing. You know what? You 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 guys, going all the way back to 16, yep. have done nothing but complain about Trump not being presidential enough. I, no, what I've said all the way back since then, by the way, I continue to believe it. I really like the policies that he generated during his administration. 
I thought yep. the re results were were stellar. Somewhere during today's show, by the way, I want to talk about what, what Democrats are willing to do with the economy, specifically folks at your expense to make sure that they get in power. And I've got to start that little rant when we get to it about how they handled COVID. We're still paying a monstrous price of how yep. blue, blue state governments sunk our economy just to take him out. Oh, that'll be decades paid. That's it, it, it'll be generations yeah. paid. Yeah. That said, when I watched how he was doing it, what I complained about during his during his first term, by the way, let me preface it by saying it that way. What I what I didn't like is when he was doing those meetings or even making statements, when he was arbitrarily arguing with the media. I thought, you know, you're inviting this nasty stuff, so it turns into like two little kids. I hate you. And then the other person says, I hate you too. I, I Listen, I think he's smarter than that, Miles. That was my only complaint. Oh, I, it isn't like oh, that's I, who he I is. Mean, come on. He's, I mean, he's playing to the audience. He's witnessing Trump derangement syndrome right? by the media. Right. Yeah, but Mike's right. He's playing to the audience because when he felt that this audience was un, unconvinced and he needed to convince them and bring them in and go, look at Trump. This is what I can do. I talking about policies, everything that was what we like about him. And then he started to get a lot more Trump supporters going to caucus. He started playing to the Trump audience. And I'm like, stop doing that. You don't have to do that. Right. Be Trump. Because I, what I think it really is Trump is I don't think it's name calling. Lud. I don't think that's really him. Because <laughs> that wasn't him prior to running the, for office. The folks that know him behind the scenes say that's not how he talks when they're in one-on-one -on -one meetings with him. I agree. Which caused me all through his first term, I'm going to vote for him, just to make that clear. He is going to be our nominee. I am going to vote for him. Having said that, I think he plays to the angry mob. I I get that he builds some say, uh, uh, synergy is the word I'm hunting for. I think it allows him to cause synergy. Miles, tell us we're wrong or right, or what do you think? No, because I, I have said all along since I've been on the show, I am one of the angry mob. <laughs> I, 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 never I got that. off the vote with um, Obamni in 2012. <laughs> now, listen, folks, you got to understand when I giggle, when I, when I hear Miles say that. Miles, I've known you since early high school. So, right. folks, folks, you got to sit here and understand this guy is extremely educated. He's not like he went to school. He's got a mathematics major, a computer science major, business a business masters. Miles, you are, and the reason I want to recite that for a minute, because the left and specifically their media like to say anyone that supports Trump is an uneducated, toothless son of a gun that lives in a trailer in some town you've never heard of. Miles, highly educated from Chicago, Illinois. Are they correct? Oh, they 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 want to paint us all out to be the uh, what did what did Hillary say? Irredeemably deplorable. Right. Do you have all your teeth though? <laughs> Here's what most of them. <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm telling you, I did. I felt there was a shift, and and I know you didn't watch it, Mike. And I would, I guess, implore you to go watch it and see if you felt that same shift. About halfway through, all of a sudden, there was a shift. It was like, man, we just lost President Trump to campaign rally trump he feels the room and his energy is in his favor so he's got to play to this you already have those people miles is that true what he's saying you know this is what i've been been saying for years yeah 
Clinton was presidential and McPain was presidential and Obamney was presidential. I'm a Trumper because I don't want quote unquote presidential. No, I, as, as I've said on the show before, I want Trump to throw bowling balls at everybody in the room. Miles, did you feel that during that though, he started out different than when he ended? Do you feel he shifted from being candidate Trump to rally Trump? Like it was like a shift in the way he said things. Oh yeah. But I mean, think about it. He was trying to solidify for the caucuses coming up Monday. Now, I do think there's the first political answer I've ever heard in my life out of Trump. Which one? Was a right to life. I, I listen, I thought he stumbled I all over it. I, I don't agree with you on that. And that's one of the clips I heard. But I didn't mean stumble, like he went in multiple different directions. But I thought I thought answering he, but answering. I thought he gave a very I I interpreted that very different. I thought I, I heard it in replay. I did. And I thought it was a concise wouldn't be the word. That, that's but I don't but I don't think he left anything for anybody to argue or debate over. No, I'm saying like, was I, it just simple, concise, like he never I, I thought it was a really reasoned thing. We're down to 30 seconds. Miles, do you think he's really got a, a vice presidential or running mate in mind now? Yes. Is it Vivek? I don't know. That that was my first guess. I don't and folks, I have no no inside information, but I do think he's got somebody in mind. That's my guess, and it's just an arbitrary guess. Folks, stay with us. We've got a lot, and we will be right back. So let me ask you this. <laughs> I, Miles, is he going to be our nominee? I know that's a dumb question, but I got to ask it. I certainly hope so. I just, the the only thing that I'm a little bit nervous about is that one of these kangaroo courts might actually prosecute him. Right. And then we're going to have to wait for the high court to blow it up. And that, there are people that are squishy in case he gets prosecuted and his numbers begin to go down. Well, just for clarification, when you say prosecuted, he's being prosecuted. So you mean in case he gets found guilty on something? Yes. Okay. Which actually doesn't prevent him from being president. It does not. And he's saying, he joked early on that even if he's in jail, he'll still be a candidate. Is he our nominee, Ludwig? Yes or no? Yeah, I think so. Because even with Vivek, Vivek drops out, his supporters will go to Trump. Right. Christy dropped out this week. His supporters, I know you guys really think they're going to go to Haley. I didn't. I said both of them are going to go to Haley. He's only got two supporters. <laughs> he How was, many supporters they said does he was that pulling guy at get? 12%. He wasn't pulling so, at 12%. That's an absolute poppycock. But I don't think all two, maybe one and a half go to her. I think there's some that might go to to trump because he is kind of the same kind of personality you mean that hardcore east coast yeah knock them down yeah they like that part of him not necessarily his policies and then DeSantis, when he drops out because the word is he's going to shortly yep probably after new hampshire if not after iowa yep his supporters will likely be two-thirds to trump a third to haley the establishment part of DeSantis will go to haley the two-thirds that want the fighter will go to trump 
So he still keeps and maybe pulls away a little bit, maintains his lead. They keep talking about Haley gaining these votes. I don't think she gets as many as everybody says. So I'm reading from Politico.com. They're a little bit leftist, don't you know? And they're, the title of their article, Don't Be So Certain Trump Has the Nomination Locked Up Because They're All they're all In for Haley. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they're getting the math from. Well, it's like her spouting off at the mouth that she, she beats Biden by 17 points. And this is the same thing she said at her town hall and at the debate as yep. a closing statement. I beat Biden by 17. Trump only beats him by two. And by me meeting, beating him by 17 right. means it's the Congress or the House, the Senate, all the way down to school board. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to say that she's the only one that can win, so we'll make these polls inflated, so you better support her. Otherwise, you're going to have Biden again, guys. So get behind Haley because Trump can't do it. Well, listen, here's my problem with her. And, and forget whether Ron DeSantis has a path to the nomination or not. That part's not part of it. During that debate, I've counted from the from the text of it, literally reading the text of it, 14 times where she called the guy a liar, but she cannot give a single example. She could probably passionately and earnestly give 14 disagreements with him because she's center-left, and that's me being polite. She's not a Republican-supporting <laughs> person. She just, If you put her on a truth machine, strap her up to a lie detector's test, do you support a Republican form of self-governance? Her answer's got to be no, or the answer from the machine will be beep, because that's not who she is. <laughs> so when she says you're a liar 14 times, she means I disagree agree with you because I should be running for the president of Venezuela, not the United States, or at least as a Democrat, not as if there's a difference. But these articles are geared to make us think Trump can't win. And that she's the only one that can. Her right. saying that is geared to make us think Trump can't win, and she only can. But when I heard the when I heard the math on that, literally heard it. In fact, from another talk show, I'm listening to them regurgitate the math on why it is that she's so strong in the general. Ludwig, I have to confess, the first person I thought of you was you, because it's about the angry middle-aged white woman. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I probably. Miles, I promised the guy I'd bag on Ludz. I, I, I promised him, man. <laughs> but you disagreed with me. That's not bagging on me. I know. I just pointed out your words. <laughs> middle, angry middle-aged middle-aged white women. It's true. But you know what? A lot of them won't vote for a woman for president. But you think they're all named Karen? Darn near. <laughs> and they have a side swipe haircut for the hat part. Wow. <laughs> or wear Yowzers. a white pink hat or a pink a pink hat. Listen, lot. I I know uh, there's a lot of women in my life. I know you a lot know a lot of women. Woman for president doesn't mean automatic win. I think in other offices it does. I don't think it does in presidency. I, I only know this from, because I think, I've listen, I've said many times on this show, the only thing I've ever agreed with, with uh, what was the Speaker of the House, um, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, with, with Ronald Reagan, Speaker of the House. Oh, Tip O'Neill. Only thing Tip I've ever agreed with Tip on was that all politics is local. Mm -hmm. And I've learned from doing state-level politics that if there's a man and a woman in a race and everything is equal, she's going to win by 4 to 5%. I agree. Except for That's just man. Except for in this position, I agree. I don't know. I don't know that the position differs. So in 1984... Hey, hey uh, Mike. Yeah, Miles. Speaking of local... Yep. I sent you that article. Trump is leading in Michigan by 12 yeah, he's, what happened, dude? He's uh, because you've got a lot of angry people in Michigan. Auto manufacturer. And, and one of the things, that, one of the things that the three of us opined about coming out of COVID, when 
when Whitless won the governorship again, when she won re-election, folks, I got to be candid with you. I've been engaged in politics here for decades. I was flabbergasted that anybody in the great state of Michigan, left or right, by the way, that went through the COVID lockdown, that that moron, and I said it again, didn't you I? did. You can't that, say moron. That that moronic person. Is there you that go. Fair? That's allowed. Yeah. I, I thought anybody that did that, that Stalinistic approach to COVID, who in the world could vote for them again? And I, I folks, I'm just telling you, this is not a DNR thing. I intellectually do not understand how somebody could watch what she did during the COVID era. We've listed it a million times, so I won't waste your time with it right now. But we lived through it. Michigan was one of the worst states in the union under totalitarianism. And then they went and voted for her again? That's mind-numbing to me. I tell you that because part of it was ballot initiatives, but when they got in there to say, I want more marijuana, or please rig the next election cycle, that was 2018, just saying. That's when 2020 was was placed in peril. We've visited all that. But listen, folks, if, if you're a leftist and you listen to the show, as I've always said, first, thank you. The second thing is, is you used to call for transparency. You used to call for liberty. You used to call for freedom. Those were your battle cries, and now you vote for somebody like Whitmer? How do you get your head around that? Do you just hate the R? Forget Trump for a minute. Do you just hate the R? No matter what, you would vote for Fidel Castro, anybody other than a Republican. Folks, I intellectually, Miles Bauer... Reel me in again, because I don't get how somebody can just blindly say, yeah, I want more of that. You know what, though? I think some of this goes back to when I put forth the idea that I think the parties were realigning. I think some of the folks don't realize the realignment and that they're just old school Dems. Yeah, but it is true, Mike. Ninety six percent of the black community votes for the D, yet they get the same results over and over and over. And the reason Trump is winning in Michigan is cities like Detroit or Wayne County, that number's down from 96% into the 80s. Yeah, I don't. I think it's going to be, I think there will be a groundswell in the next presidential election cycle. Well, yeah, I mean, it, for, you know, for black uh, voters. the yeah. uh, thing, thing that we're seeing early on is that black males are starting to turn to Trump. Well, remember, they had the lowest unemployment, the highest pay raises in their, their demographic ever under Trump. I it, it's mind-numbing to me that that folks in general, not just black folks, but anybody that votes for, I don't, folks, when we come back after the break, I want to look at countries like Cuba, which is going through an absolute financial freefall right now. And and it's it's exactly what, if folks, and I'm not being shrill, if you look at the policies that Cuba has enacted since the, since the uh, regime takeover, they're all exact. Now I don't mean some. They're all exactly what Democrats are campaigning for. You've got examples all over contemporary the globe right now. Venezuela, Cuba. You can't say Soviet Union anymore because those exact policies are what destroyed it financially. Even China's transitioning from it. China had to transition from it, and the Democrats are going, "Yeah, we want that. Give us more of that." Uh, folks, I don't get it. Listen, stay with us. We'll be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. We are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC, Holland, Michigan, on the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan, 1450 AM and 99.7 FM. Listen, we're carried across a whole bunch of radio stations across the United States, and we are blessed by all of our affiliates. We thank you very much for carrying us, but more importantly, quite frankly, more importantly, we greatly appreciate our listeners. Thank you very much. And listen, I got to touch on this before we get into the show stuff, because I'm afraid I'll forget. I got an email from a guy, and I shouldn't even do this because I, I won't do it. His, 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 <laughs> he goes by the name of Johnny C. or John. I'm going to refer to John. John listens to us speaking on this topic uh, from Nebraska. And I, I got to tell you, he, he, Miles, this is really about you and me. He says, I love your show. You guys are a hoot, especially when you bag on Lud. What do you think, Ludwig? I think you're being like the media right now. Because what's the yeah, next but, sentence but, say? But Mike. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he say you and I have an accent? He did. He did. And I, folks, you got to understand, I wrote him back. I emailed him. I said, you know, first off, I thanked him for listening to the show. And John, in all sincerity, thank you. And by the way, you you made reference to the folks talking down at the local gas station about this this stuff. Please tell, tell everybody there we said hi. You're still I'm, missing the next I mean sentence. What, what are you talking about, Ludwig? I missed Lug being on the next week. He did. He says, I missed Lud on your show on 12. Well, you weren't on the, the New Year's show because you were refing a hockey game. Is that right? A whole tournament down in Nashville. So that's why you weren't here. Yeah. But right. it wasn't because he missed you bagging on you. He missed me being on here no. with my insight. He missed uh, he missed us bagging on you. You know, I think he needs to email us again and clarify I, this. I think it was I my insight. The guy. I asked the guy. Well, is I didn't see the response. About, is this just about bagging on Lud? He said, yeah. I, I got to see the response because I believe it's because my insight. How long have you been on the show now? <sighs> Ten years almost. How long have, you, have we been bagging on you? Ten years almost. <laughs> and it's bowling. It's bowling. I like how, how you guys have definitely put the democratic spin on these words. It's here's called the, bowling. Here's the <laughs> bullying. <laughs> Fake here's, news. Here's the fun part, though, folks, and this is a sincere thing. We get lots of emails. I really liked what this guy had to say. Yeah. I really did. I did. I really appreciate it, by the way. And and uh, so I, I decided to highlight it a little bit because I, I just I thought it was a big deal. But But the fun part for me, is that of all of the emails we've received in those 10 years, nobody has ever said, stop bagging on Lud. Miles Bauer, I have never received a single email with anybody <laughs> saying, stop bagging on him. But we could we could fill a big basket of folks that are saying, we love that part. You know, I feel like the Vince McMahon on the Johnny Carson show or um, Conan O'Brien's guy, I had his name, but I can't remember it now. Oh, Andy Richter. The, the guy that sits on the couch takes all the, the bumps and bruises for the team. So you're just taking it for the team? I just I just can't do it. Yeah. I'll I, make it through. It reminds me of uh it reminds me of one of our friends who's a communications director for a congressman who said at a big large meeting, well talking about our show folks, every organization has a fall guy and you guys got lud. <laughs> was that was he was in the wrong room and said, Well, they have donuts in here, that's what brought me in. So John, John listens to us from KLIN Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, so I say KLN, KLIN Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you very much for carrying our show. And to John, thank you for your pearls of wisdom. 
and we will absolutely hold up our end of the bargain by giving Ludwig his weekly proper dose of being bagged on. You commit to me with Miles Bauer, are you on board with me with that? Oh, yeah. Hey, Mike, do you, oh, yeah. uh, what, what is the name of the big yellow guy on SpongeBob? I, I, That's SpongeBob. SpongeBob. The pink guy, Patrick? No, 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 the, the, the big yellow guy. I don't know. Who is dumb as a... <laughs> He's pink, and that's Patrick. <laughs> hey, SpongeBob. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. No, I, no, I, I, I was just sitting there thinking... I'm I'm thinking Lud is just our Patrick. Somebody told me he Lud's your chum Lee. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> you know, you guys already took my lunch money out before the show started. I, I'd like to move on. <laughs> uh, Can we play that 60 seconds yet? <laughs> Let's get into the 60 seconds. Enough of Ludwig. We give him too much airtime. Mike Hewitt here. Isn't the point of politics about finding ways to make our lives better? Safety, opportunity, and education for our families, cultural stability? That's how I see it. The top 10 cities for the highest poverty in America. Detroit, Cleveland, Dayton, Hartford, Rochester, Newark, Jackson, Syracuse, Birmingham, and Springfield. The cities with the most people leaving. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Long Island, Seattle, D.C., Stockton, Santa Barbara, New Orleans, New York City, just to name a few. Cities with the highest illiteracy rates, highest violent crime rates, highest gang crimes are all deep blue progressive strongholds. Look what Democrats have done to our cities in just three generations of their single party rule. It's painfully obvious what elected Democrats say and what they do are two different things. Have you had enough yet? Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. So Ludwig, what you said earlier when we touched on this before, uh, the the black male voter mm-hmm. is wait. Listen, anybody, forget color for a minute. Anybody that's been voting D has got. If you're in a city in the United States, I don't even care what city it is. Doesn't matter where it's at. Miles will throw stones at you in Chicago. <clears throat> when when you look at what you've got for what you've been forced to give. Is it a fair trade? See, and, but see, the difference is I think this does come down to uh, maybe it's not race, but culture and a classism. Let's go classism. It is classism. More than any other thing, it is classism. The rich white liberal or the middle class white liberal that's living in a big city is the one oftentimes asking for these rules that have de- de- deframed or defamed these cities. Less policing, higher taxation, all the types of things we're, we're talking about. The, the problem is the black community who has a lesser voice in these situations. Percentage, percentage-wise, percentage-wise and money-wise. Yeah. They're the ones that are having the less police. It's not the white, rich neighborhood. Right. It's the black community. And, and, and they're poli- the ones saying, we want police. And polling overwhelmingly says black communities in America are not calling for police reduction. And what they found is during those four years of Trump, yep, there was actually a president who cared about him. Right. And said, when he, remember what he said, what do you got to lose? And the media went in an uproar. How dare he say that? That was racist. Right. He was right. What do you got to lose? You've done this for 50 years. Right. Try me one time. See what happens. If it don't work, go back. Right. Well, they went back and they found out. The results went back to what they were getting. And now they're like, wait a second. We're not doing this. You know, the, the 16 to 24 year old black male is the highest unemployment rate in, in Democratic run administrations. Right. Darn near 89%. 
That, that 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 community woke up during Trump and said, "We're not doing this no more." It reminds me, by the way, little things that build a, build a wall. Um, Miles, you and I talked on the air a number of times when they were building the Obama Library, and they wiped out an entire neighborhood of yeah. of, of lower income people that are looking yep. around going, "What are you doing that to us for?" I, I listen, I I, and I but I meant what I said in the spot. I genuinely, intellectually do not understand why folks would say, yes, we want more of that. So what happens is those people leave the the affluent white person who, or affluent person, let's get rid of race, affluent person, classism, leaves and goes, this worked great, but the taxes are too high. We're going to go to Texas. Right. And then they vote for the same thing over, and they because it's not that way when so, they get there. So Texas is starting to get squishy. Or Tennessee or South Carolina. All or, of the major cities, regardless yeah. of the state, yeah. are deep blue. Go, Miles. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, my my only pushback on your on your sixty seconds. Yep. Is that, yeah, Chicago got got rid of Mayor Lighthead. Right. Okay, but then they doubled down and got a guy who's even nuttier than her. They did, but listen, the other side of the coin is is that if they wanted to show that she really wasn't the worst. If <laughs> they proved that she really wasn't the worst, she was really, really rotten, but she wasn't the worst. So I don't listen. We're down to a break, folks. Stay with us because we've just got a bunch more to go. Listen, guys, help me mop up that mess we created. Here's what I don't get. I look at, I'm reading a headline. This is from ZeroHedge.com. Cubans prepare for 500% fuel price hike amid economic crisis. I look at Cuba. I look at Venezuela. I said this early in the show. I look at all of these countries that are simply single-party leftist organizations. And by the way, while I'm listing them, let me do it a different way because I want to be intellectually honest. So I look at Cuba. I look at Venezuela. I look at the Soviet Union. I look at China trying to gateway away from that, As you're, to your point, Lud. But then I look to the United States, which is where my focus is at. All of the counties, all of the cities, all of the states that are single party, they're leftist. They are. Chicago, Miles, you, you corrected me, and, you're, and you're, you were absolutely correct on that. But Chicago is not the city that you and I used to visit in the early 90s. It is significantly worse. Detroit, Detroit. I remember you texting me after we hadn't talked for a long time. You roll into Detroit going, what happened to Detroit? That was a text I got from you. They, yeah. Folks, they've utterly destroyed inner city America. I don't mean like they've weakened it. They've absolutely, categorically destroyed it. So you've got entire subdivisions that have been bowled over or they've just been turned into crack and prostitute houses. And I look and go, wow, that looks just like Venezuela. Wow, that looks just like Cuba. Not people. I'm just looking at the brick and mortar that's been utterly destroyed. And I think, really? You want to vote for more of that? Three generations enough of absolute slide decline? That wasn't good enough for you? You want more? I'm sorry, folks. I don't need to rant. 
But and I'm not saying Trump is the only answer, nor am I saying the Republican Party is the only answer. But anybody that looks at what they're doing in all of these single party cities, that's what they are by definition. You cannot stand back and go, yeah, yeah, we want more of that. It's just intellectually dishonest of you. That's how I see yeah, it. But, and and Mike, you know, the 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 one thing I, I would throw out is the the OG Democrats, um, old man Daly had Chicago thriving right back in the 60s and, and 50s. Right. So this is this is kind of a a new school dem thing. Because the, the OG Democrats didn't shell out cities. I, I think that's right. Listen, let's change gears for a minute because we're, we're going to be running into time here. Biden's age pushes some New Hampshire voters to Phillips. Williamson. I never heard of either one of them. And then I'm reading the quote from the, from the young voter that they found. This is from Reuters.com. Their words, he is fed up with Biden's backing of fossil fuel projects and failure to secure promised student loan relief. And I'm trying to get my head around that concept. So Biden spent most of his term utterly destroying the refinery and crude oil industry in the United States. And in the last six months, because his polling started cratering, he's released some of his controls, certainly not enough. But he had to back off some of it. But these folks aren't actually complaining that he's an, an old person dealing with dementia. That wasn't this guy's issue. His issue was that Biden wasn't left enough. I don't under, Miles Ludd, somebody, I don't, I, folks, I don't understand that. This guy's saying, destroy the economy on purpose and then pay for my education. Well, you know, how, how does I, that I, math I, work? I uh, think that the pro progressives, have just taken over the Democrat Party, right? And they're and they're they're just going to run it into the ground, but they don't they don't view it that way. They don't. But it was that's why I went through the rant of why would anybody vote for the the to, to have America look like Cuba politically, economically? Who in the world in their right mind would look at those policies because they're the same policies, folks? Let's be no, but, intellectually but, but, honest. But, they're the same. But, but Mike, I mean, you and I have even talked in the past. When did we ever think we were going to agree with with Bill Maher? Well, listen, so you're right. But Bill Maher is from an age where he, him and I and you, the three of us, may four of us, led. We might absolutely not not agree on policy issues. But I think Bill Maher actually likes the Constitution in the United States of America and gets that capitalism works. Now we argue over whether. How much percent should go to this fund or that fund? Those are the areas that we disagree on, but that's not who the new Democrat Party has become. And right. by the way, they they they're hating on him now because he was honest enough to say some truth. Lud. Well, I, I mean, it all goes down to your favorite rant: education. This new new generation. I believe, and I've been saying this for a long time. The whole point of the educational system and what the government wants is to create a population of dependency. That's how you go from a market society, an economy, to a socialist society. And, and, folks, create dependency. and folks, let me interject here for a minute. Those that are new to the show, Ludwig is an educator. It's important for me to let folks know that you're not ragging on educators. Mm. You are a professor at a university. Yeah. 
So I, I, I didn't want to take your thunder, but I wanted folks to know you're not the cliched conservative ragging on education. No, no. In fact, I, I at my school, I get a lot of people who are they're like, thank God we get to talk freely in your class. And that's coming from people that are left and right in my class, by the way. Freely? Yeah, not what just, a, right, what not a, just right, right people, but left and right say that. Um, but, yeah, when, when you're creating a, a, a population of dependency, this is what you're going to get. We want student free, student free college. We want all these things that the government's going to give us. The fact that when I ask students, why aren't you buying an electric car? Well, because the government hasn't built enough charging stations. What do you mean the government hasn't? Do they, buy, do they build Wesco on the corner over there? Do they build the Amoco? Do they build the Texaco? No, they did not. So why are we asking the government to build charging stations? But, it, but when we submit our young to government school, the idea that we're shocked we're getting government students is mind-numbing. Well, federally, federal government school, because you went to public school, too. Uh, yeah, no, listen, but there's a difference between yeah, when you went, I went, and now Because of the way funding works, you can't exactly. tell the difference between local, county, state, and fed. They control yes. the federal government with funding mechanisms control us the way they do third world nations yeah they just do listen i don't want to run out of time without getting into this food costs hit record high was this that thing that says saved for last minute news uh kind of because it's the last minute or so no because i actually got one more topic i want to touch on so squeeze it into 60 seconds mr economist all right food prices are still rising they're the uh, highest they've ever been yeah inflation's up again right uh and and i'm not surprised especially when the fed keeps talking about Lowering the rate already. Right. Uh, they upped it, upped it, upped it, took one quarter, didn't raise it, and we already see inflation went up again. So if they continue to tell this idea that they're going to lower it and people are just going to wait until it gets lowered before they start borrowing money. Right. they got to stop playing their hand before it's dealt. Uh, they can't do that. They're the government. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Missouri math teacher accused of using students as lookouts to have sex with teen. And the reason I wanted to touch on that before we run out of gas, I'm sorry, I got I to gotta do this. And you're a Catholic. You're the only Catholic in the family here. Yeah. Honest. And, folks, where I'm going with this is something else I intellectually don't understand. If you're on Facebook, if you're on social media in general, you'll see a never-ending run of people chasing after what a Catholic priest did somewhere to somebody 40 years ago. And, and folks, I, I this is another thing I intellectually don't understand because— there is more crime against teens and younger taking place in our public education sector right now, contemporarily, than at any other time in American history. And it isn't newsworthy. I have to hunt for this stuff. But when I look for the stats on it, holy bejeebers, it's through the roof, folks. And they're still arguing about what a priest did 40 years ago. Religion is a competition to the government. They don't like that. This, it's about attacking religion. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the, the holy smokes, Miles. He said something correctly. Right. Take that, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get it. I, I honestly. By the way, the teacher, twenty-six year old, beautiful female. That's the other crazy part. First of all, these these teachers aren't ugly. They're usually pretty good looking. And and what's <laughs> up with the kid? Like, what, are you yeah. bragging about it? Like, why? Are, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, this teacher should not be doing this. It's obviously something wrong with the teacher going after a 14, 15-year-old kid. But what have you told your friends? Like, what have you told on her? If I would have told them, I'd have been bragging about it. Yeah. Miles, ha! Boy, you know what, boy America has changed. Tell you, me, Miles. We're down Mike, to seconds. Tell us. You you and I had a biology teacher that I wouldn't have mind to have that problem with. I, I loved her. She was hot. 
But she, <laughs> folks, I'm just telling you, she was. And I, the train has derailed. Uh, <laughs> but we have, neither one of us had that opportunity. I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to get some some nasty grams on this. But I don't understand the culture we're in. I don't know why they're going after priests other than the attack on faith. Yeah. By the way, not just Catholicism. They do Catholicism because it's heavily funded still. Uh-huh. That's why. If they, if they were broke, they'd be after Baptists or somebody else. But the bona, there's a, it's an attack on faith. Play, folks, please, thank you very, very much for joining us. Be safe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>